0: Hello listeners, Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast.
0: Hello listeners and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here keep canada weird is the venue in which my pal aaron airport and i seek out and explore the more offbeat canadian news stories that caught our eye over the past week in tonight's episode which we recorded on may 21st 2023 aaron and i celebrate the tenacity of a saskatchewan video rental store owner we investigate a mass scratching in british columbia we hear the harrowing story of a bear versus a cyclist and we continue to cringe at dumb Canadian criminals. So let's get into it. How are you doing, Handsome Aaron Airport? Oh, I'm well. How are
2: you today, Jordan? Good.
0: That at was like airport. just a, that was just a slight switch on our intro. It's usually Handsome Aaron Airport. I yeah, it, it is. It really threw me off. It did it? Good. Uh, have you been? Yeah, I'd like to start over if that's okay. okay. Can we start over? Let's okay. Do it. Handsome Aaron Airport. It's Sunday night, and we got a job to do. (gasps) Ah, Uh, How have you been? What's up? Uh, Good, good. This is a long
2: weekend for us here in Canada, Nova Scotia. Yeah, but do you know why?
0: It's Victoria Day. What is that?
2: Victoria Day. That's related to the Queen, maybe? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's one of the... I just take the day. I don't ask questions. I just take it. It's a pretty mysterious uh, stat holiday, though. It's like Everything's closed for... Victoria Day. It's like, what's that? I have no idea. Yeah. Was it the queen? I think so. And what makes her special that they maintain a holiday for her?
2: What else do you have to do to be special other
0: than be the queen, right? That's a good point. We should honor every day of the year. But there's been so many queens that you should have half the year off at this point.
2: Maybe there's a specific reason. I'm sure we're going to get 10 voicemails about it next week, but yeah. yeah. I don't know
0: bring it who cares yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll learn something yeah who cares long Mm -hmm. weekend Uh, are you doing anything special to ring in the long weekend
2: i did some painting i did some yard work i
0: did those things okay well Mm -hmm. we can't talk about that though on the show because we got a job to do we have to keep canada weird and we also have to give our viewers uh, a platform to share their feedback their critiques, their criticisms, sometimes their insults, Mm -hmm. and sometimes their innermost thoughts and desires. we got some voicemails I want to get to before we jump into this week's episode. Let's listen to Jenny.
1: Hi, Jordan.
0: Listening from the UK, love your podcast. Just want to say congratulations on
1: your find with your metal detector. Look forward to hearing what else you find
2: is she that's the whole message okay i don't believe her (laughs) uh
0: when i heard that i was i thought did i talk about the metal detector maybe last week did i mention that i found i think
2: you posted it on your social media platforms maybe that's
0: where it's coming from maybe i may have mentioned it on the show as well i'm not sure but yeah i bought a metal detector and yeah i found like a, a one dollar, like an old mm-hmm. silver dollar. Jenny knew about it and she was proud of me. Thank you, Jenny, for encouraging me to find more like treasures around my neighborhood. I don't think Jenny is sincere when she said that. She thinks she's making fun of me. No, she's like, Oh, love to hear about
2: your metal detecting, Jordan. <laughs>
0: yes. I hope you find something cool. Yeah. Maybe That's you're what right. I think. I think in well, she's, it sounds like a British kind of accent. Maybe I think they would say hey, she's taking the piss. You think she's taking the piss? Yeah, she's she's peeing all over you. Um, well, I'll tell you about another discovery in a minute that'll lead into our first story. Let's get into a bit more feedback, though, before we jump into the next story. Let's stick in. I'm assuming Jenny's in the UK based on her accent. Uh, let's stick around that part of the world and hear from Dan.
3: Hey, Jordan and Aaron. Dan here from uh, the UK. I've just got a message for Mark in the UK after listening to uh, Keep Canada Weird today. Do not waste your time, effort, gas or anything driving any further than 500 yards for a Tim Hortons. We had one recently open up here in the north of England where I live. And as a long time listener of the show, I had to go and try it. Honestly. What the hell, even our tin bits? Is it the crumbs off the floor swept up at the end of the day and moulded into
2: balls?
3: (laughs) Honestly, I needed the coffee just to wash them down as they had literally, well, vaporised my saliva glands. Absolutely (laughs) disgusting. Don't bother going, Mark, OK? Right. Oh, before I go, thanks for the report on Miss Ava James, today the OnlyFans teaching assistant. Really enjoyed that and I must remember to clear my search history now anyway cheers keep up the good work bye <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it oh yeah
2: damn great stuff great coverage on the timbits love it
0: yeah that's good and it's cool to have international listeners considering going to tim hortons other international listeners who went down that same path warn them from making the st- to, to prevent them from making the same mistake i think we're doing God's work here.
2: I think we are I think it's only by 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 kind of encouraging like not intentionally encouraging international listeners to seek out Tim Hortons locations in their home country. But what's happening is that they end up doing it taking it upon themselves to do this. And then they go to these locations because they hear us talking about how terrible they are. And then <laughs> when they get there I'll, everything that we've been saying is confirmed to them mm-hmm. and yeah. And then they're basically left being like, yeah, they're right. It, it is awful. What is the big deal about Tim Hortons? The answer is nothing. And <laughs> it, like he said, like Dan said, don't travel too far, but we do want our other uh, listener from the UK. What was his name again? Mark. Mark. Yeah. We, we mm-hmm. do want Mark to, to chronicle his journey to, to, Tim Hortons and -hmm. and give us his honest review um, excluding everything that he's heard tonight from from Dan
0: so (laughs) Uh, we got more feedback about other topics we'll get to them throughout the episode maybe we'll take like a mid episode break to review some other voice memos Uh, but I want to introduce the stories we have a pretty eclectic card tonight we're going to be talking about video rentals in Saskatchewan, we're going to investigate a mass scratching in British Columbia, we're going to gawk at a bear versus a cyclist, and then we'll consider another collection of dumb Canadian criminals. Let's get into it here. I want to start with the video rental story because I think Jenny's voice memo earlier in this episode kind of sets us up for it. You remember Jenny? Uh, she was talking about interesting discoveries she wanted to hear more about. You think she was being sarcastic. I hope she's been sincere. But just this morning, hours ago in fact, this, this afternoon, I saw someone on Facebook Marketplace was giving away a massive collection of cassette tapes. And I thought, wow, I'd like to grab those cassette tapes and see if there's anything cool in there. So I went to Buddy's house, and sure enough, he was selling his house and had wanted to get stuff out of his basement. He had a huge box of, you know, 80s, 90s era cassette tapes. Uh, I took it, I brought it home, and I went through it and had a trip down memory lane. Before this recording, you and I talked about cassette tapes, if we miss them, if it's a good type of media. We had both talked about how it was inconvenient to skip through songs and such. But that leads us to this topic, video rental services maybe an out-of-date technology or service but there are people in saskatchewan who are using one of canada's last remaining video rental stores in said video rental store was in the news let's listen to the report on this rental store and then i want to talk to you about movie stores
2: okay
4: this nostalgic gem and watch is not hidden at all this former movie theater building on main street is a throwback to the days where watching a movie at home meant leaving home first and actually picking up the movie and that is the best way to do it according to owner
5: earl hayhurst i I love movies i've always been a movie guy i love physical copies i love owning, owning a movie and having it
4: he's been in the video rental business for 31 years and stands by the old school approach his rationale perhaps in contradiction to the reason most people moved away from physical copies Convenience.
5: I don't have to wait to see if Netflix has it on or took it off or it's on Disney now.
4: It may be surprising, but Hayhurst says he's run into few problems with discs being returned, damaged or scratched. That just adds to the list of reasons he prefers getting a movie this way as opposed to streaming it. I
5: have it. almost 16,000 movies. There's maybe 1,500 movies on Netflix, of which 900 are theirs, which I don't have, so it's fine. And same with Disney and Amazon. They're all, so you spend that 150 a month to get everything. Yeah, it's pretty cool because people I like talk. To- talk to, they go, you still have one of those? Like From the different cities or from my cousins that live in other provinces, they go, you still have a video store?
4: The owner is also a movie buff and customers want to hear about his movie opinions and insights. I'm here
5: every other day, every, sometimes every day depending on the week, just to see what movies have come out, if there's anything new.
4: Rentals cost $5.25 for new releases, older movies, three for 10 bucks.
5: The Academy Award winners.
4: Christmas used to be his busy time, but that's changed in the last 10 years and he's not sure why. Now he gears up for summer with Manitou Beach close by
5: campground, people that have cabins at the beach, Oregon, California, everywhere in Saskatchewan, Canada, basically. He would like that one
4: today. He admits he's thought about closing the doors many times and doesn't do it for the money, but always talks himself out of it. So
0: you kind of go, why am I doing this? But I, I love it. It's fun. I'm glad to see that's still going. I-, I don't know about going strong. I don't think that would be the right word. It seems like no. he's probably you know, just in the green, <laughs> but. Oh, if uh, he is at all. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, it's one of those things that would have to be a labor of of love, just like a, you know, uh, if you have a record store or something, it's like, I don't think you make a lot of money, but the people who work at them love them. And this guy, I'm sure uh, it's his life. Um, what do you think of the, the fact that this is still happening somewhere in Canada? I think it's cool. Um, and I can see
2: the value in it going to a video rental store and, and physically picking out a movie and taking it home and watching it or taking it to your cabin. As a, as it turns out, a lot of his patrons are individuals who are staying, mm-hmm. you know, at, at, a nearby camping site or, or whatever mm-hmm. it was or c- cottages or.
0: Yeah. A convenient little niche for him and, you know, like the, to mm-hmm. carve out because it's, like I guess the competition and what shut that industry down for the most part is like Netflix and the various streaming services. But if you can put a business that rents movies in an area where there's spotty Wi-Fi or not a lot of internet, yeah, maybe you can keep it alive a little bit.
2: And that's a part of the charm of staying at a cottage is is yeah having a stack of vhs movies and and watching what you have and not scrolling through netflix for hours trying to pick something Mm -hmm. um yeah so i I think that's part of the the attraction and the charm of staying at a cottage but i do miss those days like when it was like what are we going to do on the weekend let's go rent a movie part of that was was going and
0: picking out the movie was part of the activity. Mm-hmm. Oh, certainly. I I remember my like my Friday night being you would go to the movie store, so you have to drive down there and all that stuff. You'd spend like a half hour or so walking around looking at the boxes, picking it out, get your treats or your snacks, drive home and watch the movie. And like all of those kind of activities blended together to make one, you know, complete event of like going and getting the movie. On like Netflix, where it's you know, it's it's just a different experience scrolling through a movie on Netflix. And also it's a lot less commitment. When you used to go and pick out a movie, even if it was a bad movie, you would usually sit and watch through it. Where on Netflix mm. you're not necessarily like married to whatever it is you hit play on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's 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 certainly a different time and it and it harkens back to those days seeing an actual video rental store that you can physically go to because yeah, when you're scrolling through an app, you know, you're just kind of mindlessly scrolling and, but when you Mm -hmm. can physically pick up a copy of the movie and hold it in your hand, it's a whole different experience. Um, Not, I mean, again, it sounds like this guy is, is barely keeping this business afloat. And he's probably, you know, I'm sure his, his wife left him long ago
0: (laughs) over the tapes.
2: Yeah, she said it's me or the VHS, and we know what he chose.
0: And to be fair, uh, I think it's mostly DVDs that he's renting. I just, when I think of a video rental store, it's VHS, it's not DVDs. So in my mind, like there may be DVDs on his shelf. In my mind, it's a wall of VHS with a the horror movie VHS. section. Yeah, yeah. I really miss the horror movie section. And then I don't know what happens in it, but there was always like a little room with curtains, but I, my dad would go in there. I just never allowed. Your dad would be in there for hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
2: weird. Getting hauled out by security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was I do part miss- of the experience,
0: right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Growing up in the 80s, <laughs> it was like, that was a part of it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those little rooms with the curtain and the mysterious tapes behind said curtain at video rental stores of our childhood. I want to uh, allow some listeners to provide their thoughts and feedback on a story we covered last week. The teacher's assistant who is being forced to choose between her job and her OnlyFans career, Ava James is her uh, stage name, we'll call it. A-, a lot of listeners had thoughts on, on that story and uh, the appropriateness of what she's doing. Here's the first one.
6: Hi, Jordan, I'm calling about the teacher on the West Coast with the OnlyFans page. Uh, The only problem I can see with it, maybe, and I didn't hear you guys talk about it. Uh, She is on short-term disability because of her back surgery. And I think when you're on any sort of disabilities, you can't earn other income because it proves that you can work in some capacity. So maybe that is how this all got started. I'm not sure um, if somebody just had a beef with her and decided to report her or if it all started because of short-term disability payments because of her back surgery and not being able to earn two incomes while you're on on a disability. Just a thought. Thanks.
0: So I aired that, uh, for one, I I did the interview with Ava James separate to what we did on Keep Canada Weird, Mm -hmm. and and she did describe she had been off work for a while on disability. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but when I got that voice memo, I thought like, that's an interesting caveat to it because there is probably some rules and regulations or whatever relating to um, being able to earn an income on disability. I think it's just another little kind of wrinkle in in what she's up against but who knows
6: yeah
2: well i didn't know that she was on disability at the time yeah i don't think it has anything ultimately to do with i think it's a it's a it's an interesting detail but i don't think it ultimately has anything to do with why
0: with the issues that they have with her mm-hmm. here's someone else uh, weighing in
6: Hi, Jordan. I'm just calling about the teaching assistant who does OnlyFans on the side. You know, I don't really care what people do um, with their time or with their bodies, especially if they're just trying to pay the bills. That being said, now she's all over the news. Her face is plastered everywhere. Um, It's pretty obvious that she works on OnlyFans. That's fine. That's her prerogative. But I wonder now if she's going to... Um, if she gets to keep her job, she's going to be distracting the kids, distracting the other students in the class and possibly distracting the teachers. This kind of reminds me of the situation um, uh, with the teacher in Oakville with the humongous uh, breasts uh, who claimed to be transgender. So, you know what? I, I can't help but think maybe she's doing this on purpose so that she can get her uh you know publicity and uh get more famous on only fans and hopefully make more money for herself because there's no way uh in hell that she's not distracting anybody anymore
0: Hmm. so there are parts of that i agree with and parts i disagree Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the the thought that she's doing it for publicity i don't agree that i don't believe she's doing it for publicity but i think that extra publicity is probably going to be like a pleasant outcome of all this, but the part that I really agree with is um, if she is able to keep her job and get back in the school. Now it's like there's this baggage behind her. Everyone knows the story. Everyone knows, you know, what she does in her free time. Everyone knows that there was a battle to try to like fire her or make her choose. Uh, it, it's really making like a return to work if they allow her to stay kind of an uphill battle.
2: Yeah. It's a byproduct of coming out with a story like this where you're like, okay, I feel like I'm going to be wrongfully terminated. So I'm going to go to the media and tell my story. So yeah, there's a whole, you know, uh, load of issues that, that go along with that. And so the publicity comes along with it. And then what happens when the dust settles and you go back uh, is anybody going to take you seriously? Are people going to be distracted? Is this going to distract everybody from the most important thing, which is the education of the children? Um, yeah, that's that's the mess that happens when when you go public with something like this. And it's something that I'm sure a lot of people, when they're deciding... To go public with similar stories, they
0: kind of weigh the pros
2: and cons of, of what they're about
0: to do. Interesting point. Well, let's get on to the next story. We're going to move away from OnlyFans and go to the world of hardcore crime. There's an interesting story playing out in Coquitlam, BC. Uh, Police are currently looking for a woman believed to have keyed as many as 400 vehicles at two local dealerships over the span of four months. Damages to the vehicles are estimated to be in the area of half a million dollars. Listen to this.
1: Caught on camera, a woman is seen deliberately damaging cars at two dealerships in the Tri-Cities. She's accused of keying more than 400 vehicles, causing half a million dollars in damage. And tonight, police need your help in tracking her down. As CTV's Sinjin Alexander reports, this appears to be some sort of vendetta
7: always acting alone always at night yet never looking flustered wandering rather calmly leaving her mark everywhere at one point glancing at the surveillance camera before leaving what appears to be another message
1: so police believe that there is something personal with this suspect.
7: Personal because that suspect, a woman perhaps in her 50s, always targets the same owners who have two separate lots in Port
1: It's clear that it's the same suspect that has been returning to the car dealerships to intentionally damage all of the vehicles parked on the lot.
7: Beginning in January, there she is, this time prepared for the weather, the suspect hit one lot, damaging about 40 cars. Later on, she went back to Journey Chrysler on Dominion and the other location on Lowheed, damaging an estimated 400 vehicles. By day, the evidence is easy to spot.
1: Damaging one vehicle, then going to the next vehicle and the next vehicle and the next vehicle um, until they damage all of the vehicles that are parked on the lot.
7: Mounties are baffled but do not believe it's related to an incident in November when several people were injured during an armed robbery at the Lowheed lot. The suspect, who also scraped the outside of the building, caused an estimated $500,000 damage.
1: In my 15 years of policing, I have not seen this amount of vehicles being purposely damaged all at one time with one suspect.
7: She left in what's likely a 2008 Ford Escape Mounties are confident someone will know who this woman is and will help solve this puzzling case by getting in touch. They're speculating it involves
0: a vendetta. It clearly involves some kind of vendetta. This woman probably had her car repossessed or didn't get approved financing mm-hmm. or maybe has a, like a warranty issue. There's there's no other reason mm. why someone would go to this one particular lot and, sc- and calmly walk through and scratch every... B- single vehicle it's crazy though so have they
2: have they caught this woman yet what's it no no no, no. because and i it's, mean it's, she's pretty visible on on uh on camera there those are decent yeah. security cameras that are capturing her so in, someone in most, must
0: recognize her yeah in most of the video uh footage of her just walking from car to car scratching it she has like a covid mask Over her face, but at some point she adjusts the mask by like lifting it down. Yeah, you can see a lot. Yeah, you can see her face pretty good. You can also see like from feet to head, so you get a an idea of like her, you know, her figure and what kind of jacket she's wearing. They have a photo of the vehicle she's driving Mm -hmm. away in. They're gonna they're gonna get this this woman, but how have they not
2: got her already? It's 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 the second day.
0: Yeah, and it's the second time she's done it. Uh, but I don't believe it got big news coverage the first time, mm-hmm. so this is a different story. I think her days as a uh, a freedom loving car scratcher are probably numbered. Uh, but what's your theory on what's going on here? Well, I
2: think it sounds like the the vendetta theory is really the only theory you could come up with in this situation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, unless she's trying to be almost like uh, an artist. And her canvas is is new and used vehicles on on car dealerships. Mm. And, you know, she's early days, so she hasn't quite found her voice yet. So right now, it's just mostly
0: straight lines. And, and maybe waves. And she's with a going little
2: waviness, way. depending on what she's walking on and how comfortable yeah. her shoes are. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see her get some kind of a signature. Um, so that it's no longer the kind of straight wavy lines; it's more of a design.
0: Yeah, we'll see if they don't get her. Um, I'm sure we'll see her style develop uh, at, the Overtime, cost of, yeah. Yeah, at the cost of yeah, uh, yeah, the cost of whoever insures uh, vehicles on the commercial great thing. Lots.
2: The great thing that would really take this up a notch is that she's wearing some kind of a prosthetic outfit. That makes her whole body type different.
8: Uh. So when she
2: gets home, she takes it off and
0: you know, she's four, eleven,
2: hundred
0: and fifteen pounds. Oh, that would be the ultimate disguise. And you could wear like a, you know, like a silicone mask, but put a COVID mask over it. And just as you're walking away, just pull the mask down. Yeah, just down 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 a little bit, just tease
2: them. And everyone's like, someone must (laughs) recognize this woman. And like, no, no one knows her. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, So soon, I mean, they'll have t-shirts with that wavy line on it that she makes. uh, I
0: don't know if it's going to go there, but possibly.
2: Uh, well, I'm going to start working on the T-shirts now. Okay. I don't support this woman. I should state that for the okay, record. Thank okay, you. <laughs> thank you. I, I, I just realized I should probably make come clear. out and say, for the record, I do not support anyone keying anybody's car. But funny thing is that I didn't realize, you know, when the, when someone does like a wash me thing, on yeah, somebody's on the... car when they've got a really dirty car mm-hmm. and somebody takes their finger and writes wash me on it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a hilarious joke.
2: It's yeah, it's great. But you have to be careful because if you do it on the actual paint of the car, the 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 dirt scraping into it can leave a permanent impression on it. So you that have to make sense. sure you have to make sure you do only do it on the windows of the car because I actually Uh, did a did a prank it didn't say wash me it's it was something else oh no (laughs) it was a picture of someone nude (laughs) that i drew on their car (laughs)
5: let's
0: get to a voice memo here we got another listener uh feedback or theory on our prior episode this was um feedback related to the story about the hidden camera in the Airbnb.
9: Hi, Jordan and Aaron. This is Sophia calling from Victoria, BC. Um, I was just listening to you two talk about an Airbnb that um, had a spy cam in the wall outlet. Um, Jordan, it's an it's an outlet. And I know why I say a boat, but you say outlet, my guy. <laughs> uh, anyways... <laughs> So one thing that I think is kind of missing from your chat is the understanding that those two things are like I mean a hard drive and a spy cam are really expensive. Like that combination of technology would cost close to a grand just to possess, right? And they come with serial numbers. I mean, I mean, my hard drive at least has a serial number on it. Um, I feel like those are definitely traceable for ownership. So it'll be pretty, it shouldn't be too difficult for the RCMP to determine ownership. Um, the other thing too is that it would be, if you consider it as a guest, like, and you have a hard drive, you're going twice to this Airbnb, which is probably going to cost you at least 300 bucks. You have your close to a grand worth of technology, and then you're somehow going to slip it into an outlet, which is tiny. Once you take an outlet cover off, you don't have much space. So I'm sorry, Jordan, but I really don't think that that was a guest at all. That was definitely the owner. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to justify how a guest would do that, but I just don't think it's possible. And finally, yeah, the Sunshine Coast is uh, full of weirdos. So, the likelihood of it being the owner just realizing the potential, like the opportunity, very high, very high.
0: I do say "out" like the food rather than "out" like the verb. Is that "out"? Yeah, you you do say that. Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of shocking that I decided to host a podcast because I am. I mispronounce so much stuff. I think it's more of an accent thing than it is a mispronunciation. Okay. I hope you're right. I, I am right. Just take it. Uh, I do want to rebut something she said, though. I well, And so do okay. I. Yeah. So, there's one item I'd like to
2: rebut. You go first. First
0: of all, but I guess rebut isn't maybe the right word because I did say like I could see there being like this camera with a hard drive of some sort in the wall. Uh, I did a bit more research on these outlets since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't cost a thousand dollars. They're they're actually shockingly cheap. I I think I found like based on the news report, the exact one that was or the exact style of one that was installed in this Airbnb. You can buy it on Amazon right now for $199. And it doesn't use a hard drive or any kind of storage device. It transmits it wirelessly, the video. So someone could put that into the wall, buy it on Amazon for $199, put it into the wall, and have it live streaming to a website mm-hmm. that's recording it or whatever, or broadcasting it 24 hours a day. Um, and again, that's a hundred. That's only one hundred and ninety-nine dollars to get one. But there are ones that take memory cards, SD cards, which cost you know thirty dollars. And what it does is, once it senses uh, motion, it starts recording to the SD card. And you can buy those on Amazon. So uh, it's it's mm-hmm. not expensive technology to have. But she did make a good point about it is expensive to have to rent it a couple times. But if you're a pervert who wants to see people in the shower, what's six hundred dollars or whatever? Uh, Yeah,
2: that's the that's what I wanted to say in defense of your theory, that it could be uh, a guest that put this there who stays there frequently. Um, You never underestimate the power of a pervert. mm -hmm. You know, a pervert will invest uh, a moderate amount of money. Absolutely. I've got burned uh, on that so many
0: times underestimating them.
2: Absolutely. You never do that. That's that's why. I can make it through the day without being filmed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I got another update. This isn't in the form of a voice memo, though. This is a, a change of gears. It's kind of a sad update. You probably remember in a prior episode, we covered the story of Barbara Reddick, specifically the Barb versus Tyrone mm-hmm. chase the ace win. Again, Barbara Reddick in Cape Breton. She won uh, $1.2 million in chase in a chase the ace game on a ticket that was co-signed with her and her nephew tyrone uh when they were given their reward like one of those big novelty checks with 1.2 million dollars uh and uh, uh, obviously visibly agitated barbara reddick announced that she would be that the chase the ace winners would be going to court so you remember the story i think anyone from nova scotia saw that in the news it was news all around the world i found a news site in saudi arabia that was covering it um the update to that story i'm sad to share that on may 15th 2023 barbara reddick passed away no way yeah, a cape breton icon Legend, Mm -hmm. uh, community member passed away. That's sad to hear.
2: Yeah, it is sad to hear. Certainly, um, we'd like to send our condolences um, to the
0: family. Mm -hmm. Um, To a and a family uprooted by what could have been a very uh, Mm -hmm. fortunate event of winning the money. It seemed to at least for a while there seemed to tear them apart. But hopefully, things got better after the news went away. Um, Thoughts in. Best wishes to Barbara Reddick's family and loved ones. Let's move on to the next story. We got a dark one here. When you consider for, for the believers of the animal uprising, this could be dark. But for people who just love an interesting and unusual story, maybe not so dark. This is the story of, a, of Kevin Milner. He's an avid cyclist who loves going through, he loves to cruise through nature in North Vancouver as a way to escape the hustle and bustle of the cities. Uh, but I think he got a little too close to
8: nature this past weekend. Listen to what happened. So I got, I got a ton of swelling all on the left side here and some road rash.
10: Cyclist uh, Kevin Milner's body there. is bruised and his shoulder blade oh. broken, the result of a serious yeah. collision in the Seymour Demonstration Forest.
8: There's a lot of deer in there. So I always thought like, you know, maybe one day I'd hit a deer, right? But uh, never thought it would be a bear.
10: On Tuesday evening, Milner saw a black bear as he rounded a corner on his bike.
8: He starts running across the road and I just smacked right into him. Yeah, and then I went flying right over top of him.
10: Minutes later, another rider on an e-bike found Milner badly injured on the paved path.
8: He asked me what happened. I was obviously in a lot of pain. And uh, I told him that I just hit a bear. And he, he was like, where's the bear, where's the bear? He's worried about the bear. And I was like, I don't know, he ran off. I was like, but you got to call 911 and need an ambulance, right?
10: That man on the e-bike stayed with Milner, while two women went off in search of a cell signal to call 911. But while the men were waiting for help, the bear came back.
8: He's kind of looking over at us. He's, he's sniffing at the air. He's just kind kind of curious. And then Sam started yelling at the bear, just trying to scare him off. After that, I just got a huge kick of adrenaline.
10: With the bear nearby and his injuries serious, Milner asked Sam if he could borrow his e-bike.
8: He helped me get on the bike and put my leg over and everything, get on this e-bike, and uh, I rode that thing back.
10: He was taken by ambulance to Lionsgate Hospital, where his incredible story
6: was already making the rounds.
8: Yeah, they were asking me, "Were you the guy? Really, guy hit the bear?" And I was like, "Yeah, that was me."
6: Everyone that I told about, they were like, "Oh my gosh! If it wasn't you telling me, I wouldn't have believed the story." It's just unbelievable. As for the bear,
10: it appeared to be unfazed by the collision.
8: He looked like he just carried on with his day. Yeah, it like it's just a minor inconvenience for him, really.
10: Milner has a long recovery ahead of him, but he and his family haven't lost their sense of humor.
8: My mom, she went out and. Uh, she bought me this black bear, and he's got a balloon that says, get well soon.
10: The 30-year-old is determined to get back on his bike, but he may not return to this trail through the woods.
8: Here's the thing, like, I ride the in my demonstration forest to avoid traffic, and then what do you know? I hit a bear, so it might be safer to ride with traffic.
0: That is terrifying. Could you imagine riding your bike into a bear? Oh. You're <laughs> just, it'd be shocking. Uh, but it would also be horrifying. Luckily, the bear got – I, I can only assume the bear got spooked and took off. But if you upset that thing, a bear would tear you apart. Oh, 100%. Have, yeah, that's the it'd fear. Be, it'd be nearly, And it would be nearly impossible to defend yourself because you'd be like thrown at it and you'd be all twisted up in your bike as its claws and teeth just pull you apart. Well, especially
2: since he's injured after he hits the bear you know he, mm-hmm. he hits the pavement he's he's got a broken what was it a broken shoulder blade or whatever and
0: and he, uh, he looked pretty messed up in that news Yeah clip. he was
2: banged up so how is he going to defend himself against the bear at all you know or or run or anything or yeah.
0: yeah and he must have been cruising like did not be able to like i mean going fast to not be able to stop in time cuz it's like a mm-hmm. black bear you wouldn't think it would jump out in front of you on a bike at like to the point that it catches you off guard. Well, I guess he just bikes I mean, faster. He,
2: he strikes me as the type to get distracted easily because they showed footage of him filming himself on his bike.
3: like he had no
2: hands and he was kind of like you know when people show off on their bike because they're so good at riding a bike
0: and then they take their hands off and they're like
2: hey what's up you know
0: (laughs) like (laughs) i've never seen them say that but i have seen people like i live on like a a hill and every so often i'll see like someone just bombing down the hill without their hands Mm -hmm. their hands are just at their side not on the wheel i'm just like you're so stupid like you hit like a rock or something you just will
2: yeah, face yeah. it's something that seemed to become really cool in the 80s to do is to ride your bike with no hands and just be like cruising down the <laughs> sidewalk like, oh, in my very tight, short Adidas shorts and mesh mm. top and, you know, neon yeah. ball cap on.
0: But there's a reason to you keep your hands on the, your eyes on the road and your hands upon You're the You're
2: disrespecting the bike. And cycling in general by not using the handlebars that were put there for a very specific reason. It's not a you know, like it's that's what it's there for. It's a two wheel bike, it's yeah. not a unicycle.
0: Um and then Buddy shows up, and I don't know why they made a point to always I say. no, they e-bike. did.
2: They focused really hard on the. And then the guy, and the, because the guy probably was an environmental kind of a passionate environmentalist, who probably was reminding them constantly when he arrived. Yes, I arrived in my e-bike. You know, they rent e-bikes in this area, and you can drive your e-bikes on all of the trails, and they, and they hold a charge for up to forty-five
0: minutes. Hmm. And he, that's how he managed to rescue himself. Um, mm-hmm.
2: But I think ultimately, yeah. this guy got distracted showing off on his bike. You know, no. As hands. someone
0: shows up bragging about And their then
2: e-bike. the e-bike guy shows up. And then nobody <laughs> wants to help either of them because they're both so annoying.
0: Everyone just sides with the bear.
2: Yeah, yeah. The bear should have killed you. Of course, I... <laughs> <laughs> I I side with the bear because, again, this is all part of the animal uprising. They're going to start with the annoying humans first. It's like, bro, don't eat me. It's like, it's an uprising. I'm going to eat you.
0: It is what it is. It is
2: what it is. Yeah, this is natural Um, selection.
0: So you have ruled that uh, misadventure of a dumb cyclist, which will be our segue into the next batch of stories we're going to close out the episode tonight with two stories of dumb criminals okay and i love these dumb criminal stories i'm going to read them to you the first dumb criminal is going to be in london ontario i don't have a name for this we'll come up with a name at the end shortly after midnight on tuesday a citizen became concerned when they noticed a vehicle idling in a car wash in the area of oxford street west and wonderland road north the citizen approached the vehicle and knocked on the driver's side window When the driver didn't respond, said citizen contacted the police. When officers attended the car wash and located the man asleep in the driver's seat of the vehicle, they banged on the window and woke him up, and then they immediately transported him to hospital as a precaution. Over the course of the investigation, police learned that the man was a prohibited driver. And as a result of their investigation, a 35-year-old man from London has been charged with impaired driving in and operation, in operation of a vehicle while prohibited. So that comes from a police press conference. Operating a vehicle while prohibited would tell me not that he's like unlicensed, like never has his license. Prohibited would kind of imply that he maybe had a suspended mm, license or something, yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, but that's beside the point. It sounds like he passed out in the car wash.
2: Yeah, it's funny because when you get wasted and and you tell your friends the next day it's like oh man i was so wasted last night oh really what did you do did you get a tattoo did you have a one-night stand
0: i i washed my car oh so drunk (laughs) well i was kind of wondering why he felt the need to go through a car wash well
2: in his defense do you go through those car washes often I love them. Uh, That's what I I was going to say. I love them because when you get the full deluxe wash and wax.
0: With with the the multicolored foam foam running down down and everything. And it covers your car. And then you're getting sprayed from all angles. It's exciting. It is. uh, I like to blast music when I go through it. In fact... If my kid was here to sit in on this episode uh what we often do in the drive through uh the, the drive-in drive-through car wash is i like blare thunderstruck by oh, yeah, cause yeah. it has like kind of like the sound of thunder and lightning and stuff and and it just works with like water beating off your window and uh yeah i can understand maybe my why maybe why he did that mm. uh probably not a great idea it'd be more something you would do
2: on mushrooms than when you're drunk like if you're on oh, mushrooms and you're going through one of those drive through car washes and the
0: colors are flying at you. And... Yeah. As, as a passenger, of course. Yes.
2: All of this yeah. should be passenger related.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If this is what you want to do, you get drunk or you take some mushrooms or whatever, call an Uber and just say, that. be transparent, tell them what you're up to and say, I just want to go through a car wash. I'll pay for the car wash and then drop me back off at home. That's what you're going yeah, you to you do. I just need to go like through it. a car wash right now. <laughs> Let's go from London, Ontario to Laval, Quebec. This is an interesting story. Um, we're coming out of tax time. I know you do accounting on the side. Um, you moonlight as a account- as an accountant, uh, despite being a full time. Keep Canada weird. Um, uh, what's the word when you go like to another country for like a religious kind of thing to like spread the word? Oh... Uh... Uh, you know what I'm talking about? um mm, uh, It's like your job is to go to another country oh, and like go door to door, like missionary. missionary. Yes, you do. Like so, you moonlight as an accountant. uh Your day job is a missionary with the Keep Canada Weird organization. Yeah, I do missionary um, in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's what happened in Laval, Quebec. <laughs> Cheating can have unfortunate consequences, but a Laval resident just learned the hard way that getting paid to help other cheats two can cost dearly. Revenue Quebec announced Thursday that 60-year-old Alex Tran of Laval has been given a sentence of two years less a day with fines totaling just over $225,000 in connection with a tax fraud case. Tran had created his own small business to help people cheat on driving theory exams. The 60-year-old sold his driving test cheating services to people on whom he installed a camera and gave an earpiece. He could then see the questions from a distance and give his clients the the answers. Tran's unreported income totaled $426,000 in 2019 and $232,000 in 2020. Tran pled guilty to 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 four counts against him, but the investigation identified 709 people who used his services for payment during those two years. Revenue Quebec was not forthcoming about whether these cheaters suffered any consequences for their actions. Mm -hmm. So we don't even need to talk about the tax fraud because, of course, this guy didn't file income taxes claiming the amount of money. But can you would you think that there are four hundred and twenty six thousand dollars worth of people that need help to cheat on an exam in one year?
2: No, not at all. I was blown away when I heard. How much, and the 2020 number is low because of COVID. So there weren't, you know, that's when the pandemic started. So there weren't very many people taking their driving tests in the first, you know, six months of 2020.
0: Really. It's shocking that there's that much money. So half a million dollars in a year in, in this whole scheme is crazy. So he was putting a, a a spy camera on them in a, in an earpiece. So he's, in sitting there at his home, it's assume, so elaborate. On a or it's so elaborate for a driving exam, yeah. which is like the the hard part of a driving exam is the driving, not like the written theory test. Yeah, because that's where it would be like you know what sign is this? What does mm. this mean? You know, that's the easy part. The hard part is actually like driving. Yeah, the booklet is. I mean, which the he could
2: I, I it wasn't a big booklet. You know, you just kind of read through it. Oh, it's yeah. multiple choice usually.
0: And i did it when i was 16 yeah like uh, who who is paying this guy i don't know and they they identified 709 people who used his service apparently he kept pretty good records if you look at how much he made between those two years he made almost seven thousand seven hundred thousand dollars so are these people paying a thousand dollars each or something like to to do
1: this the
2: only kind of clientele i could think that might be interested in this are maybe people who are new to the country and maybe English is their mm. third language and they, they may and they have money and they've got the money to do it. Like I could see that uh, someone who where maybe English is a bit of a struggle to them currently and mm. they want to take this test and they just find uh, it.
0: And they know they how, know to, how drive, to drive, they, but it's just a matter just of don't the drive. written
2: test is hard for them because English oh. might be their second or third language. But the funniest part of this story, I find, is that the government doesn't seem to care so much that he was committing this crime. They want the tax money <laughs> that he made from yeah, the but, money.
0: From the but is it but is it a crime? Like what he like cheating on the driver's exam. I don't know if that's I would a crime, say right? well, maybe a fraud yeah, or something. It's gotta be
2: fraud, it's gotta be something because what you're doing is is you're compromising the entire structure of road safety. Uh, By Mm. allowing people to cheat on the written test, then you're sending people out there who
0: may not know all the basics in terms of driving
2: on the road safely. That's
0: that's true. I just wonder, it's one of those things that are so bizarre. Is there a law in the books that would accurately or adequately handle this, I think what would have happened were it, like, let's say if, if the DMV just found out about this, he probably would have got a cease and desist letter or something is probably where it would have ended. But for the government who, you know, they, he owes them whatever, 15% of 700,000 or so. Mm. Yeah. They're go they're going after him.
2: Yeah. So yeah, we don't care that you cheated, but you are going to, we are going to, you know, well, we, we still want need that, that money.
0: money. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, it's, it's crazy. I never I never really looked at it from that perspective of like, yeah, is this an actual written on the books crime?
0: It's, I don't know. It's too weird for it to be, is what I'm thinking. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. like you come up with something this bizarre. I never would have thought there'd be a market for this. I'd love to know more, like what people were paying him what type of people were using his service, how they were finding out about it. Like, how was he advertising it? Oh, the dark he was web, a lot I assume,
2: you know, you just log on to the dark <sighs> web and there he is like, uh, hey, need I help with help. your
0: driving exam. And then imagine going through the process of like meeting up with him getting the camera and all this stuff like it's 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 out of a movie it's
2: out of it it's again going back (laughs) to the 80s again and vhs rentals it's out of an 80s movie where you've got the earpiece in and you're
0: cheating on the but it would have to be it would have to be a comedy like it would michael myers mike myers or like you know dana carvey would be starting in it it, or chris farley maybe
2: 80s high school movies Um, you know, and the jock needs to pass the exam and he's, he's befriended the nerd character and they've gone through all these adventures (laughs) and like the jock is going to help the nerd with girls. And then the nerd is going to help. Yeah. The nerd's going to help him with his tests and he tries to help him study, but the jock just isn't getting it. So then he has to cheat, help him cheat on the exam. So he comes up with this very nerdy way to cheat on the high school exam. And he puts the earpiece in his ear and he's feeding him all the answers.
0: Mm. And somehow that spins into a business. And then now this is what the guy is doing, a tax evasion. <laughs> he's been doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, never a dull day in Canadian dumb criminals. There are so many of them. I'm going to continue to seek out those stories of dumb Canadian crimes. I think it's a nice way to end well, our discussion Thank the here. Lord
2: for the dumb criminals in Canada because otherwise we wouldn't have a job if they weren't so dumb
0: seriously our missionary work would be over no more missionary for us well let's on that note let's wrap this up aaron uh, we're gonna have a big week next week as well i have a few voice memos we didn't air this week that we will get to next week but i do encourage anyone listening who has thoughts theories opinions criticisms on the show or anything we discuss tonight um, please let us know and the best way to let us know is at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact Mm. anything you want to say before we put a bow on this weird festivity
2: uh well i think we should um you know last week there was some controversy over how the signing off of the episodes
9: Mm. with uh
0: you know until next time so i think i think we keep it as a nod to the people who came before us yeah, al johnson and joanne the McBride. pioneers yeah
2: i think so too mm-hmm. i think we should keep it uh so let's do it let's sign off in our traditional way
0: aaron until next time jordan until next time uh cheating doesn't always pay off uh i hope you do not get eaten by a bear want to thank you for helping Aaron and I keep Canada weird, but let us call out to you for even greater support in this mission. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, please let us know. We'd love to hear about it and include it in an upcoming episode. The best way to reach us is by voice memo, which you can send at nighttimepodcast.com contact. We hope to hear from you. Let me start wrapping this up, but before I do, Let me give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicol, who provides this series intro and outro voiceovers. And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thank you goes out to every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. And now on the topic of support, I want to specifically thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Craig, Jillian, and KK, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but aren't already subscribed to the premium feed, let me tell you about it. Our premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month, and both funds the creation of the show while giving you the episodes two days early, giving them to you ad-free, and giving you access to a full back catalog of episodes. If you're interested, you can go premium at patreon.com slash nighttimepodcasts and if for whatever reason you don't want to go premium but still want to support the show you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting like-minded friends know what we're doing here if anyone listening has any story ideas wants to give feedback on the show or would like to contribute a question or a comment to be aired and responded to in an upcoming episode you can do all that and more on my website nighttimepodcast.com i hope to hear from you but until then take care of each other hug your loved ones tight Let me know if you see anything weird.
10: Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast.